This. You're right. My name is. <laughs> Okay, okay. My name is Riker, this is Maria, and this is part two. two. <laughs> Great. Alright, so on Sunday, Maria was talking about leading from fear or humility, mm -hmm. and we talked about two kings. We want to talk about the third one today, yep. but before we get to that, let's talk about, uh, just recap what, what yeah, we Yeah, so we kind about. of went through Solomon. Solomon had this young guy who was like growing up under him, Jeroboam, Jeroboam. Um, was this like up and coming leader. Solomon got threatened by him, tried to get him killed. Uh, God prophesied over Jeroboam saying, hey, I'm going to give you half of Solomon's kingdom, the 10 yeah. tribes that created Israel. Rehoboam steps in after Solomon dies, who was Solomon's son. God, they go and find Jeroboam and Israel comes before them and they say, okay, like so... You, oh, you need to be nicer to us, otherwise we're going to leave. Because Solomon was pretty harsh on the people. And, and Rehoboam goes and says, okay, give me three days. I'm going to get some advice, and then I'm going to decide what to do. Which is really the interesting part, right? So he goes, and he realizes he needs to get advice. So he goes to the elders of uh, that that were the elders of his father, so Solomon's elders, and said, hey, what do, should I do? Should I be nicer to them, or should mm -hmm. I be harsher to them? Basically gives them this alternative. And... And uh, the elders say, you know what, if you become their servant, if you uh, listen to them and take care of them, you, um, you will basically have their allegiance for life. But if mm -hmm. you continue down this path of what your father did, which is overwork them and, and uh, not care for them, then um, you're probably going to lose them. And, and so then, you know, Rehoboam, because he's young and arrogant and has some pride on him. He doesn't like that answer. So he goes to his peers. He goes to like the people that it says that um, were the men that grew up with him, the men that were serving mm -hmm. him. And he says, what do you think I should do? And they're like, no, be harsh. Just be meaner yeah. and they'll follow you. Well, he loses the kingdom, like like half the kingdom. So he stays the king of, Jer of Judah, but Israel leaves with Jeroboam. And uh, the what we kind of capitalized on on Sunday was that that we have a choice to make as generations. One, the younger generation has a choice to make to listen to the wisdom of that of what's come before them. Mm -hmm. um, and I said on Sunday, I was telling Riker that I, sometimes the Holy Spirit just kind of drops lines yeah. and you have to stop and say, wow, that was good. It wasn't yeah. me, but that was good. <laughs> uh, I hadn't even thought of it. And it was just kind of talking, and I was talking about how uh, your peers are more invested in your friendship, um, whereas... Uh, the, your peers are more invested in your friendship yeah. than they are in your discipleship. Yeah. And, you know, if you, you need to have mentors that are at least one generation ahead of uh, above you. Hmm. If you don't have those people in your life, you need them because they have gone before you. They don't care whether or not they're your friend at the end of the day. They care that you actually are growing. And yeah. so you need to kind of have those people. Yeah. Uh, and then we so talked true. about the older generation making sure that they are honoring the younger generation as well, that they realize that these young gener the younger generation has passion and zeal and and uh, we need to make sure that we are encouraging them and lifting them up and not squashing them because they may not dress like we want or they may not <laughs> you know sing the songs that we want or they may not keep the same traditions that we want um, but we need to understand are they searching after the heart of God and that's the most important thing so then we kind of jump into Jeroboam is there anything else from Sunday that you kind of no that okay. just that one point was yeah yeah the, yeah. yeah your friends are more interested in your your yeah. your peers are more interested <laughs> your in your peers, friendship. Yeah. 
uh, than your discipleship. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very, very true. And I think yeah. it's something we need to recognize. Yeah. So let me kind of pick up Jeroboam today. Yeah. So Jeroboam, like I said, so he is the king of the Israelites. He uh, has had one king try and kill him. He has now taken half of another king's kingdom. And he's uh, the king of these people. And so uh, God goes, let's go back a little bit. Solomon built the temple. The temple is in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. God mandated that the uh, nation, that the Jewish people would go to the temple to worship, to burn their incense, to make their sacrifices. And uh, so that's what Solomon's mandate was. Jeroboam now has taken the king, like 10 tribes, and they've moved away. Well... Jerusalem is still in Judah. So Jerusalem is still in Rehoboam's kingdom. So Jeroboam's now got these 10 tribes of Israel and uh, he has to figure out what he's going to do about their religious practices. Because if he sends them to what God intended, which is you need to go to Jerusalem, you need to make your travel there during the festivals and during sacrifices and to burn your incense and to um, worship together, you're supposed to go to Jerusalem different times of the year. And he's thinking, okay, if I send them there, um, my like nice thought thinks, well, maybe he's worried about the people, right? Maybe he's worried about that his people might get um, brutalized or his people might get uh, hurt because they just left, right? Like they just up and left this kingdom. But really what scripture says is it says that, uh, uh, what does it say? The kingdom will now likely revert to the house of David if these people go up to offer their sacrifices at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem. They will again give their allegiance to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah. They will kill me and return to King Rehoboam. So all of a sudden Jeroboam is like, he's all of a sudden now panicked and, (laughs) and living in fear. And he's worried. He's like, well, if I send them back there, they're going to decide to leave me now too. And then they're going to come back and they're going to try and kill me. And I don't want that. Yeah. And I think it's really an interesting point that we need to stop on is that as soon as we let fear run our decision-making, we often move away from what God wants from us. Mm-hmm. But we don't like think of it like that. We think of it as like rational. Uh, we think, of well, that doesn't make sense. So I need to come up with an alternative. But the reality is that as soon as fear is in our decision making, we can't hear the voice of God. Yeah. Like we have now blocked him out. God was super clear. Like if you read uh, through when the temple was being built and why it was being built, God was really clear. Jerusalem is the place you go for worship, burning your incense, Mm -hmm. festivals. It's the place that uh, my presence rests is in the temple. And Jeroboam now, out of fear of preserving himself, he's like, I need to give them an alternative. So this is what he decides to do. So he decides to build two golden calves. Yeah. Uh, and he says, okay, I'm going to put one in Bethel and one in Dan. So these are in his territory, not in Rehoboam's territory. I'm going to put them there. And that way the people have something to go and worship. Now, we don't actually see that uh, his intention was them to become idols or gods. The probably intention was that they would become kind of like the cherubim. So in the temple, there was like two carved like wooden cherubims that, that sat that around the ark. And they were kind of set known as like this pedestal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he made these two calves to kind of be a pedestal for God to come and sit on it, like uh, as an example, if that kind of makes any sense. Yeah. But what they became is is idols. And so they started burning incense and bringing their, their sacrifices and worshiping these golden calves. He went as far as like creating his own festivals and like, and didn't even follow the festivals, which I don't know why, because that doesn't really 
have the, yeah. it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me but anyways he creates his own festivals they are now worshiping these idols and god's like seriously like what are you doing <laughs> Good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, God's like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, it, you, I've told you what you're supposed to do. So God in his graciousness, which I think so often happens when we get to our place to making decisions from fear. God mm-hmm. is so gracious oh, with yeah. us, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And he gives us these reminders. So he sends a prophet in, this prophet comes in and tells Jeroboam, like, you screwed up here. You'd better get back on track. And if you don't, God is going to take everything away. Yeah. And Jeroboam's response is to pull his hand. It says pull his hand out of his jacket to point at this prophet saying to seize him and kill him. But as he pulls his hand Mm. out, his hand is almost like leprosy. And Mm. so it's all shriveled. So now he's all of a sudden like, oh my goodness. And he's like, you. so instead of telling them to seize this prophet and kill him, they're like, he's like, can you please fix my hand? So the prophet prays over his hand uh, and his hand is healed. And then he goes away. The interesting thing enough, so all of this happens. He's almost been killed. God had prophesied to him and said, I'm going to give you half the kingdom. He knows God is real. God is speaking, right? And he gets half this kingdom. He makes this big mistake. God gives him a warning, comes in. And he still chooses after the prophet leaves to function in fear and not do anything with it. He still let them mm. continue to to uh, keep their golden calves and sacrifice, and he didn't change any of it. Mm. And he did. If you keep on reading through First Kings, uh, continuing on past chapter fourteen, uh, you'll see he came to destruction because mm. he didn't heed God's warning. And so you know, you look through all three of these kings, and in some way, they kind of let fear run their. Um, their decision making mm. instead of humbly coming before God. Like all three of them had clearly heard from God. Yeah. They had seen God uh, way more than probably many of us do. Like they had yeah. seen these oh, major yeah. things happen <laughs> and yet still chose to, to say, but I need to worry about me. I don't want to take good advice. I don't mm-hmm. want to um, let the younger generation come up and thrive in leadership. I don't want to send people away from me because they may not come back. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. And uh, yeah, I just think it's this, this story of a cautionary tale that we so often need to live in a place where where we don't let fear run our life. We let humility before God um, run our life. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think it's also a really cautionary tale that God God takes um, the heart of our faith really seriously. Mm-hmm. Like he was really, like you think, well, what's the big deal? They're still worshiping him, mm-hmm. even if they're going to golden calves instead of going to Jerusalem. Uh, in verse 28 of chapter 12, it says, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your God, O Israel, you, the, the God that brought you up out of Egypt. So he's actually declaring like these, these golden calves are the symbol of the God, the God that brought you up out of Egypt, that's done all of these things. And so he's still kind of giving God like, you know, the, re- the uh, recognition that he needs, yeah. but he's putting a substitute in the place right. of it. I think that's probably a cautionary tale, especially in this day and age. Like how often I hear that people kind of blend 
um, different religions with God, saying, mm-hmm. well, God gives this power so I can use this right. to do something. God gives um, the earth power and energy so that I can grab from it. And it's like, well, actually, no, you're now uh, giving attributes of who God is to things that he's created. Mm -hmm. So you're actually worshiping the created instead of the creator. Even though you're still saying the creator created the created, Mm -hmm. you still can't worship the created. Yeah. Um, But we see a lot of that kind of blending. And I think that's the cautionary tale, especially from Jeroboam, is that Mm -hmm. God actually says, no, only me, like nothing else. Yeah. Only me, how I've told you to do it. Yeah. Um, Don't add any. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Then? No. Like I, I, yeah. Again, I think it's just um, really understanding that if we have our hearts in a place of humility mm. before God, yeah. if we choose to be humble enough to listen to whatever He tells us, mm-hmm. we're always going to be better off. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah. and uh, oh, the one thing actually, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. The prof, the prophecies throughout. If you read the prophecies throughout. Um, the Old Testament, how often these kings or people tried to make them happen. Mm-hmm. Like they felt like they needed to help God to make it happen. Right. And that's oh, also, yeah. I think, a really interesting cautionary tale for us is that sometimes God gives us a glimpse into the future or into something that's going to happen in our lives. Mm-hmm. We don't, he doesn't need our help. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, he can make it happen whether or not we yeah. think we're doing something to help. And sometimes I think when we try and help, we actually make it worse. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I think it's just making sure that we keep that in mind, that our job is to really worship God and bring him glory. Um, and his job is to do the rest. Mm-hmm. And so stay in your lane. Yeah. Stay, stay in your in lane. lane. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we've got time for for this episode. I'll see you next week on part two. Part two. (laughs) Great.